Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We are worldwide, we are nationwide on the Sideshow Network. The boys are in studio, they're at Talent Networking. Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Cren. It's Jim Cren No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network. <laughs> you know what? You got to get the Sideshow Network app. Makes it easy to get our show. It's free. Everybody likes free. Just click it on. They have all these great comedy shows on the Side Joe Network app. We are right in there. So you just click on and listen to the podcast. We appreciate you downloading us right now. We are brought to you by Star Chevrolet and Star Nissan in Greensburg. We are live from Talent Network Studios. We are with Terry Jones, John Evans. Mike Wysocki, who's just belching in the corner. Mm -hmm. And we have our friend, uh, a special guest. We have Kurt Wooten is here as our guest. Kurt, welcome to the show. Thank Kurt you very much. He's a Pittsburgh guy. I uh, grew up here, and he is the creator of Pittsburgh Dad. Oh, Co-creator. Co Co-creator. Co I want to leave out my partner in crime, Chris. You garfunkled him tonight. <laughs> Exactly. You Garfunkel. You did. It. I didn't do anything. I'm just I, sitting here. I'm going to answer questions. Them. I'm going to get in trouble tomorrow. Now I just said that's it's it. Like a nasty email. <laughs> so come on, man. You're, you're killing me. Your co-creator. No, I'm kidding. All right. Well, my dad's the really the creator. He is. I guess, the, so. Yeah. He's the Pittsburgh dad. Right? And every other dad in Pittsburgh. So yeah. all the inspiration. That's why it's huge, man. <laughs> that's why it's huge. It reminds us of our dads or crazy uncle or somebody. Believe me. Everyone's got someone like him in their family in this town. So we relate. Well, we'll, we'll get into that a little, a little bit more uh, a little bit later. And Tara, we were talking about video games off. We have to, off the air. We have to talk a little bit about our. All of us are just addicted to these video games. I think it's because you know, with the smart tablets and stuff, we've got an iPad or something now, and it's so easy to just download these games and spend. Ten hours a day playing them. Way too much time. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's yeah. this there's just a survey. They said people on the job, on their jobs. He said like forty percent is like goofing around on you know on the internet, Probably playing games. Yeah, they're playing nothing Angry Birds. Yeah, and that would suck. Yeah. Well, if you're like a heart surgeon, I don't care if you're working in a fucking office or something. You're a heart surgeon, you, you know, and that percentage is like you know, well, I've got the ninth level in Angry Birds. Now open up the heart. Let's go. That would be scary. But other than that, now, Terry, you play all the time, man. That's your thing. Well, I mean, I, I play enough. I don't, like, I'm not too too bad. You know, like, right now, I keep playing. Uh, <laughs> what are you into, though? You see, you're going to uh, Red Dead Redemption. That's what I keep playing. It's an old Western game where you're in the old West, and uh, it's real violent. It's supposed to have that spaghetti Western feel. Uh, John, you, you familiar it's with Grand Theft Auto in but the in Old West? West. Yeah. Yeah. You know this game, John. Yeah, 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 yeah You course. can steal horses. I've got a 16-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> John's acting like he doesn't play these games. I, no, I don't. I don't play. I play Grand Theft Auto like Auto, crazy. I know you did because you, you were talking. We were talking about the jetpack. How bad we wanted to have a jetpack like CJ, and we're walking around like Grove Street gangsters. But <laughs> well, you know what though? I can relate. I've talked to you about this before, Terry, about this game I've been playing. It's like EA Sports has some racing game out, and it's unbelievable. And, and the interesting thing now is you are linked in these, these networks. You're actually playing real-time against somebody somewhere in the world that is not doing anything like you. It's good. It's like a bond with this person who likes to goof off like I do. <laughs> and you get to know that in certain games you, the same names come up who you compete against. And I was telling Terry one day, and I was – uh, he started laughing because I was so serious. It's hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. you know, you get into it. There's this Chinese guy. You're I, hating I, on some Chinese I, guy. Well, I, this little, I, I, I like Chinese, and I like Chinese food. <laughs> but this little face, he has a little smile. His picture comes up. His name. Little avatar, is that what? Yeah. No, it's a photo. And it is, and I, I recognize him. It's photo of this dude. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm in Hong Kong, I can spot him. But he, he, but his, Good luck. But his <laughs> name written in Chinese, you know, and the whole thing. But it's, like I said, it's a racing game. Now, this is, the, the, this is the crazy thing. They do drift racing over there? Well, they don't have that in this game. But the, <laughs> the nice thing is, racing? though. Yeah, really. Okay, <laughs> I've seen a movie once exactly. where there was drift racing. <laughs> you, buy, wait, you, you, you buy cars as you're going along. And I bought a, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say this, but I spent $20 to oh. buy a Porsche. <laughs> you spent $20 on a 20 physical dollars. This is where it gets ridiculous, it's right? 20 physical dollars. But right. it was to win this race. Now, here's the best part. The Chinese guy spent $20 also because he has the same car. Although his $20 in China, he probably makes two cents a day. It's probably like a real car payment. 
He's probably like, <laughs> four years left. <laughs> worth it. It's worth it. $18. I American boy. You know, it's a mountain, you know, $18. Say, oh, but that mountain will be climbed. You know, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Wake up. Five years be gone. But I need it to be Jimmy Cayenne. What he does, he, he rushes me into the wall. He crushes me. Every time he gets a shot, he takes a shot. I mean, he's been ruining he, me. He races. looks for Jim on the screen, and he literally just waits for Jim to get close to the finish line and then rams him, and then Jim spins Spins off the road into a wall. Why? And then Jim snaps. They're having a big laugh at your expense over there in China. A huge laugh. You're like... He's fucking with me, Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) He goes home. If they could see his reaction, it would be even funnier. I would love to see His village is like... You're like the laughing stock of the entire village over there. Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) You know? (laughs) He's like, Jimmy Curran, you want to laugh? Ready? Ready? Jimmy Curran. Ha ha ha! Jimmy Curran has restrictions when I whoop his eye. I wreck him. <laughs> Johnny, welcome back, buddy. You were hey. off. We missed you, man, uh, I on the road. I appreciate you uh, You uh, just only doing one episode while I was gone. I'm making it sound like a rehab or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> just doing a stand-up gig. Just did a little gig and uh, came back. and Now I'm back to my real job, full-time uh, parent. So, uh, yeah. Hard job, real job. Yeah, well, he's, he's about parent. to be one. So it's oh. just, he's at that age where it's not enough. Like, just to change the diaper, he's like, when you take the first diaper off, he's immediately grabbing at whatever it is that's down there. <laughs> it often gets like really weird and messy, and you can't be mad at him because he doesn't realize he's got shit all over his hands. But he's uh, what I, I want to live in right there. I know it's a great. I have a little niece now, yeah. you know, Ella, and and she's two, and man, I am amazed at how strong that shit is. Smells, little one. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we see what they eat. What are you eat. feeding them, kids, man? That chicken jar food is like you <laughs> should, you just, yeah, it's like puree. Chicken in jar should never be in the same. No, it's right. like yeah. the chicken <laughs> pureed stuff. Yeah, it's like pureed chicken and gravy, and you taste it at any temperature, room temperature, heated up. It's awful, and and I feel guilty giving it to. I, him. I can't have, wait to get him on regular. Well, dude, my grandma chicken. fed that to me up until I was like twelve. Like, <laughs> I was like, she was constantly last offering year. me baby food. Right. Like this, you know, she's from the really? south, so she yeah. like there's some baby food in the uh, cabinet, Miguel. Wiping baby and food I'm, off your mustache. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm 12 and they're eating peas and carrots and and chicken and barley or whatever. That is like funny. they lie about what the flavors are. It's yeah. the same shit in the, in each jar with a different color. The only ones that were good was the fruit. That one. Yeah, yeah, the fruit like tutti frutti. Well, and the fruit's banana. still good. But one of the companies that makes it is Beech Nut, and yeah. are, don't they Big also one. specialize in uh, tobacco? Isn't that really? a, one of their Rome other or something? <laughs> like that? I don't know. Are they coming out of the same factory? Do, <laughs> should I be worried that <laughs> we should research, Johnny? I don't. Know. <laughs> we food. should. I'm his parent. I don't even. Yeah, we'll get this. You don't look at ingredients. No. Yeah. Well. Well, I'm I don't know. To. well, how do we? What, what age do we start? Because it's like almost like. Because when Ella was uh, up over Christmas, you know, we had to get, get baby food and stuff, and I, and I actually I had to taste one, okay? Because you know I had to because they had like a little full picture, you know, pork chop or whatever on the thing. And it yeah. tastes like you said. It's almost, but it tasted like when you taste like you ever taste a dog biscuit. I have. Mm, I have you. Yeah. I uh, ate it. I'm talking right. like a milk bone or, yeah. or bacon strip or what the hell we're talking. Little milk bone. <laughs> <laughs> Although pepperoni, not bad. No pe- pepperoni. Yeah, but it's like I, beef jerky. But had a, no, it does. <laughs> I had a couple of sausages in my day. I'm not gonna lie. And it doesn't yeah. taste like you, it looks. But no. the dog goes nuts, right? It's like crack for dogs. They love it. Bacon and but, sausage. But that's what it's like for the baby food. It's like like you said, Johnny. It tastes like shit. Can I get a bacon strip, sausage, calzone with? Extra parmesan. <laughs> At what age do we start to to get to the point where we just realize this is shit? Probably when we get to the ability to get a fork, knife, and get up, because then we can go, you know, I don't want this fucking bullshit anymore. <laughs> I, I, I think we should food. just bring back more jarred food. I want Thanksgiving dinner in a jar. That's what I want. Kurt, I can arrange that. For I mean, really? Just, I mean, that's <laughs> no, what, I, basically I, what it is whenever I put it on a plate. Thanks. I just want it all in the jar and just eat it and go. It's funny they haven't made... A food like that for people because they, they don't have any time anymore the way they like oh, right now. Exactly. It's funny, Kurt, they haven't made something that would really taste great. No time because you're all playing seconds. so many damn video games. Yeah, I love my Red Dead Redemption. It's clearly the way the way people shop now is like you watch people with the, they go in the frozen food section. I was at Walmart and I saw this lady 
who was in the, of course, the electric cart, and she was uh, <laughs> uh, and, no, but she I was like it in the middle. She of was uh, yeah. she just, she was how do I put this wide. Yeah. And um, and I think I'm pretty Healthy, sure that was her dis- disability. Wide. But she's got a kid, and she's she's got a kid with her in in sitting on her lap. Yeah. And like I have a door open, and all of a sudden I see this cart coming at me, and she's letting the kid control the gas. <laughs> so I almost get knocked over, and then I look wow. over, and I'm like I'm looking at all the stuff in uh, just an array of bad decisions: potato skins, <laughs> crab rangoon, right. ice cream. <laughs> Yeah, they have crab rangoon ice cream, you guys. That was one oh, item. Man. I just threw up in my mouth when you're saying it. So, so I'm looking over there, and uh, so she's got the kid jumping off the car and running to get the stuff. And she's like, not that rush. She's like, down, down. down. I said, D- not those. And, and then she goes, what Jesus. And I know, what a country. Right? I like the crab she, rangoon ice cream. So she gets up. She gets out of the thing yeah. wow. herself. She's wow. exhausted with the kid. Right. So, so she you, can walk. So, you, so she can walk. Yeah. When it gets to the point where she has to do that. So then she, she pulls it off the shelf, and I'm just thinking, like, I hate to judge anyone, but, like, <laughs> I judged the shit out of her. Uh, I was like, what are you do-? Okay. Like, maybe if you walked to get your groceries, It'd be a step you wouldn't in the right be a, a step well, in the right direction. I want to know what she did at the $5 DVD bin. Did she send the kid in to look like, search down in that, that bin for Valentine's Day or something? Yeah. It's like, like, no, you got to dig further. That's where they put out the good DVDs. I know P90X is in here somewhere. Yeah. It's like for the Chuck Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> but that was like her big moment, too. She's like home later that day. Her husband, what'd you do? Well, I'll tell you what. I was so angry. Tyler, I actually had to get up and stand. He didn't know my cruising speed at Walmart on the car. Was the kid fat? No, the kid wasn't fat, but he looked. <laughs> he will be. He looked. <laughs> he will be. He looked mentally exhausted. <laughs> well, there, there, He's going to shoot everybody. This is yeah. perfect segue for for a story uh, that was in the cover of the New York Post because it involves parenting, and you know, John, I know you'd be all you guys be extremely protective of your child. And the cover of the New York Post yesterday had the Cookie Monster push down a two year old, and uh, the mom was there and. And as the story went, in Times Square in New York City, if you've been to New York lately, what they've done now is, do you remember a few years ago, years ago, where the guy would spit on your windshield and squeegee it off for $2? Those guys were all over New right, York. Right, right. Okay? People begging for money, whatever. And they, Well, what they did, decided to do was get costumes now. And so, because if you're wearing like an Elmo costume, Right, or, <laughs> yeah. or Dora the Explorer, whatever, all these, yeah, cartoon costumes, or Sesame Street costume, whatever. If you're wearing a costume, you are now not an indigent or you're not a nuisance. You are now a street performer, according to the law right now. That's some old bullshit. So, well, it's pissing people off in New York because what's happening is when you go to Times Square, it happened to this lady, there are many of these people. Dressed in these costumes. Are they legit and, costumes? Or? Yeah, they're like the yeah the real the, the cover even like the plastic but, mats with the rubber band costume. You'll look yeah, at man, the, with they, the, with they, the I don't know where they got these expensive <laughs> curves, but they're like the real you know like the Cookie Monster. It had to be a little bit of money. I don't know where they got it. Yeah, exactly. I'm wondering where that's how what they I finance these costumes. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, yeah, but they but he got it. They pretty, rob a party city every night, like go in the dumpster bin. <laughs> yeah, and see what's in there because they're all in it. It's wild, Terry. They said that the the, the lady was with. Her child, her husband, was actually at the moment, I guess, the way the story went, at an ATM. He was getting some, some cash on vacation or whatever. So they get surrounded by Cookie Monster and uh, <laughs> Elmo. Puss in Boots was like involved. Like every kid's dream, I would think. It, it was until. You <laughs> think Cookie Monster would be standing out in front of a Mrs. Fields or something waiting for, <laughs> hey, man, you can hook it up on it's, your way out. It's an, yeah. It's you a spare kid. one? It's a, it's a great, everything's good. Then they go. Picture, take a picture. They all yell under their costume. You can hear them going, "Yeah." So <laughs> she she does, and she, the the Cookie Monster actually grabbed the kid mm-hmm. and picked him up without permission. Just grabbed the two year old, picked him up. The mom was startled. The husband, I was a block away getting the ATM, so she's probably like kind of doesn't want to escalate a crazy situation, you know? Because I'm I'm sure you know Cookie Monster smelled like shit. Food. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think it's a Henson character, a little shit or no, something, whatever. They do make cookie-flavored vodka but, now. So. He smelled like a mixture probably of all that. And, and he, 
So, so Cookie Monster has the two-year-old, and they take they take the picture, put the two-year-old down, and he goes, "I want money," and they want paid. So she goes, "I'm sorry, I don't have the cash on me. My husband is at an ATM." Now they're all around. She's saying, "Her, okay, she's surrounded. He's going to get the money. He'll be right back." They all want two dollars each. There's like you know a few of them, like four or five, whatever. She's just going to pay, and so doesn't crazy. But that moment, she said, "My husband's at the ATM." Cookie Monster hisses at her. <laughs> Cookie Monster doesn't hiss. He, I know. This is this guy betrayed Cookie Monster. He went, whatever. And then he pushed the two-year-old, allegedly pushed the two-year-old down on the ground. And then the dad gets back, and the wife's crying, and, and, and little kid's crying. And he's like, what happened? She tells him, and then Puss in Boots gets involved. Puss in Boots walks in. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And Dora the Explorer, and they all start harassing. And then the police finally came, and they looked at video later, and they found out, you know, that they actually arrested Cookie Monster. Now I don't know what's going to happen with Cookie Monster. There's lawyers Burton and you're going to talk about that. I guess it was Elmo. No one would have cared, okay, because it's Cookie Monster, more retro. But how do you do that lineup at the police station? Like what Cookie Monster? Like do you have the real Cookie Monster, and then like five others, and then take off like just we were the talking head. about the guy with the rubber mask, yeah, exactly. Like the, the plastic Snuffle one that just had the one hole. Did you cut your tongue on when you were a kid trying to breathe through it? Like how do you do that lineup? What do, what do you think? I don't. Yeah, it's it's just freak. The whole thing freaks you out, doesn't it? I mean, my God, it's, it's it, like it, this it, kid's no. this kid's gonna be in therapy at forty over Cookie Monster. It is traumatizing because you not only get pushed down by Cookie Monster, but there's a pretty good chance you might see your dad kicking the shit out of Cookie Monster. <laughs> True. For men, cookies yeah. flying out of his mouth. Right. And yeah. Traumatizing. They're beat. Yeah. Beating well, the, the precedent's been set. The people that uh, set up. Outside of uh, Grauman's Chinese Theater in uh, oh, yeah. Los Angeles, they all dress up as Batman or uh, Elmo or someone. And there's been several incidents of them bullying people in to take a picture and say, you know, the picture is $5 donation. And they kind of so force. It's the same deal. It's almost like a corporate like franchise. <laughs> they franchise New York, right? And LA I think now. they're just angry as hell from being in those hot costumes all day. <laughs> and they're a little irritable, you know. I, I guess so. But how much? Money can you make? Well, I guess a lot. I don't know. Well, you know, even look $2. back on the old Sesame Street, you realize how trippy it was. Like the guys who wrote that stuff and built those puppets were all they were counterculture guys. Yes. So oh, yeah. that's why a lot of those one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It looks like some kind of trip. <laughs> and then the flashing like lights and everything on, like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They were, in a, they oh, were inside of a friends. Exactly. What What normal seven year old thinks it's okay to be inside of a pinball machine? <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> like, wait, you just walk down and there's something living in the trash can. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I think we've all been to the point where you could get a little intoxicated and you start like, maybe there's something living in the trash can. Let's go over and talk to it. And he's kind of a dick. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah, he lives in a trash can. You gotta, you know. How do they sell that in a writer's meeting? Getting high, going, dude, he's okay. growled. Well, see, that was normal. Basically, we got these two gay puppets, right? They don't ever come out of the downstairs, right? <laughs> Oscar the Grouch was kind of normal for me growing up because I have a homeless uncle. So, like, you know, he would sleep on my grandma's porch. Okay. So that, you know. So he was like Oscar yeah, the Grouch. Yeah, he was Oscar the Grouch to me, but a nicer version. You know what I mean? He wasn't as mean. Yeah. At least not to me because I was his nephew. So, <laughs> But, I mean, he was like pretty much like Anton, you know. he just But he slept on my grandma's porch. So for me growing up, that was normal that people sleep <laughs> right. on porches. I was like, oh, yeah, did people he, sleep on porches. Did he sleep on the porch in the winter, too? You know what, man? My uncle's a genius because he would do, like, something real small, like go piss in the alleyway and get arrested for a couple months Oh, in the get, wintertime then and then get shelter. out for spring and then be like, hey, buddy's home. Growing up in the yeah. strip district, there were abandoned buildings everywhere. So there always, you know, people would you know, be just not. Hobos, bums, whatever they called them back then. <laughs> yes, and they would just hang there all the time. And I was a little kid, and I remember this. They would probably, you know, come up from the, you know, the south or the north during the summer, and then leave for the south and whatever. And tr- there's train tracks in the strip district. Yeah. So, so this one, I remember this one when I was a kid. He looked like Santa Claus. I was like eight years old. <laughs> and my grandmother told me he was because he had. I'm telling you, I mean, he had the white hair and wiring glasses and stuff, guys. Suspenders, the whole. Did you give him your Christmas thing. list? Worse, yeah. What well, would happen? Because I'm sitting on a on a step. My grandmother would always give him food, like clockwork. Every Friday, give him a jumbo sandwich and a glass of milk. Okay, so he'd eat it. So I swear to God, I'd get my jumbo sandwich and my milk. And I'd sit next to him, and I'd be like, you know, I'd like a bike this year. I like a radio. 
I'd like you to get me this. This poor fucking homeless guy. <laughs> and I'm working him over for product. He's like, I'd like you to get me some mustard. <laughs> hey, let's let's uh, switch gears a little bit. It's time for sports. Twisted sports with Mike Wysocki. Well, we're in baseball season now, and cursors are well-known in baseball history. The two most famous, the curse of the Bambino, the Boston Red Sox, went from 1918 to 2004 without ever winning a World Series. At least a respectable curse with the name of Babe Ruth, still the most recognized name in the 130 years of Major League Baseball. Then you have the Chicago Cubs, who have not won since the Roosevelt administration, the Teddy Roosevelt administration, in 1908. And their curse is attributed to a freaking billy goat. Far, far less respectable. But who cursed our Pittsburgh Pirates? No World Series titles in 34 years and no winning seasons in 20. The Pirates have flirted with mediocrity the last two seasons before unexplainingly collapsing like the World Trade Center building number seven for seemingly no reason at all. They are like a really stupid kid who studies but can't even get a C on their report card. Just please let me be average one time and the whole family is happy. A big part of this curse is that when good players arrive here, their careers turn to shit. These are good examples. I did the research. Raul Mondesi had 271 home runs and 860 RBIs in his major league career with the Pirates, two home runs and 11 RBIs before leaving in the middle of the season to settle a lawsuit in the Dominican Republic and never played another game. Derek Bell had 134 major league home runs, 648 RBIs, goes to the Pirates, has five home runs and 13 RBIs, takes off from spring training in his new yacht, never seen again. <laughs> Jeremy Burnitz, 315 home runs, 981 RBIs lifetime, one year with the Pirates, 16 home runs and 49 RBIs. What's your okay numbers at the All-Star break? He retired and never played again. Matt Morris had a 119-84 and 84 record with a 3.98 ERA while pitching for other teams. Comes to the Pirates, goes three and eight with a nine point six seven ERA. Usually ERAs don't even get that high because they throw you out. You know, if you're <laughs> around like nine or ten, they got to send you down to the minors. Released in April, never played again. This year, 2013, Pirates signed catcher Russell Martin, lifetime at two-time All-Star with 93 home runs and 418 RBIs. His first eight games as a Pirate, one hit in 21 at bats. He's batting 048, which is impressive if that's your blood alcohol level. <laughs> so I totaled it up. Mon Raul Mondesi, Derek Bell, Jeremy Burnitz, and Russell Martin in their careers hit 813 home runs, 2,907 RBIs as Pirates, 23 home runs, and 73 RBIs, all for the price of $30 million or $1.3 million a home run and $411,000 in RBI. Way to spend your money. And to Matt Morris again, it's not like pitching in Pittsburgh is tough because it's a hitter's paradise. If that was true, one of those guys would have produced offensively. So now i got to find out where the curse came from. As the saying goes, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, we won't get fooled again. I think that's right. And then fool me 20 times in a row, maybe we're the idiots. It might be someone from the 1980 team. That's when the curse could have started. So I'm looking at you, Dale Barra, Pasquale Perez, Vance Law, and Kurt Pavacqua. One of them <laughs> might be responsible. And congratulations to a couple of Pittsburgh tough guys. First, Paul Spadafora is the new North American Boxing Federation super lightweight champion. He now has a record of 48-0-1-19-4-1, 48 wins, zero losses, one draw, 19 knockouts, four arrests, and one gunshot from a police officer. <laughs> Pretty badass record. And Bruno Sammartino from Pittsburgh inducted into Ooh. the WWE Hall of Fame. So screw you, Iron Sheik. Iran and Russia both can't be number one at the same time. But Bruno Sammartino of Pittsburgh, USA, for now, is number one. Thanks, Wysocki. Nice. Good job, Mikey. With the sports. Jim Cran, no restrictions on the Sideshow Network, brought to you by Star Chevrolet and Star Nissan in Greensburg. Our special guest is Kurt Wooten of Pittsburgh. Dad, he's been hanging with us. Thanks so much, Terry, uh, John, Mike, myself, having a blast. Thing we, Kurt, thanks, buddy. P yeah. Pittsburgh dad, man, it's it's amazing, isn't it, how, how popular that's got. It's it's 
it was quite unexpected, but uh, we're having a good time with it. What, and, what's your background? You don't, I don't I don't get any Pittsburghese in your voice like you turn it on. I something. went to acting school, Jim Cram. I'm telling and you. And I man. got rid of that Pittsburghese <laughs> <laughs> because I would say stuff like, what are you doing? That's some time. I'm trying to give you a couple beers, man. I just a couple beers there. Say, you know how it is. Say, yeah. Uh, I follow a lot. Of st- I, I, I study under Stanley Pikachaski. So don't, don't. But uh, yeah, um, it, it's, it's just unexpected. We're having a blast with it. Was this, was this something you, you know, your partner's name? Chris Prexta. Chris. So you and Chris. Co-creator. You and Chris are just sitting around, goofing around one day and then just say, let's film this and yeah, put this just, up and try it. I just have been making fun of my family for so long. Yeah. It's, it's, that's really a, that's one of my favorite do, past. Right? I just go sit at functions and make fun of them. Yeah. And just laugh at the things they say. And I'm like, well, we were sitting around one day and, you know, just got, you know, bored and yeah. picked up the uh, the iPhone and filmed a little something, throw it online, and there we go. Now, now for people in Seattle, you know, could be listening. It is Nashville, obviously. It's like that. that's our dialect is a Pittsburgh. And what Kurt and Chris did was they just, you know, captured a little little scenes, right, of, out of life. Just, just like growing it, up. Life, just, life. We like to, like, you know, scenes about growing up. Um, in general, mm-hmm. and then we just add the, the the regional aspect of being a Pittsburgher. You ever get any negative stuff? Anyone pissed off ever? Uh, a lot of a lot of negative well, stuff from Baltimore fans. Oh, Baltimore! <laughs> hell yeah! Oh, they hate us. Um, they thought that one couple people thought we were real, and I've gotten some really severe hate mail. So that, that, they that, thought they know, thought the character yeah, was they real. Was they real thought power. there was a guy named Pittsburgh Dad. That was, that's <laughs> it. That shows you the level of intelligence we're dealing with people down in Baltimore. Okay, why don't you put a little more Old Bay on your steak? Get out of my face. <laughs> When's Pittsburgh Dad the movie? That's oh. the- <laughs> I don't know. When are we going to tell Kurt that we have a competing Pittsburgh dad that's just from a different area of town? The dad would come out and be like, you little motherfuckers, get off my Monte Carlo! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so just a, like, would that be a copyright infringement? Yeah, really. No, I, mean, I like to see other, Pits- other ethnicities of Pittsburgh uh, dad. Yeah, Pittsburgh you know, dad. we could do like, you know, like the like Jewish Pittsburgh dad and like black Pittsburgh dad yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. you know, the Asian Pittsburgh dad. I think there's something to be mined here, you know. Yeah, see, I'd like to see some, some people out there take initiative and, and go well, for it. Well, you grew up in, you know, that's the state, you have to grow up here to really get this. Really to really do. get it, I mean, you can, I, you can understand it from you know out of time, but it's just no, just like every every area of the world, like you know, if you grew up wherever in uh, you know Boston, they have their own dialect. It's yes, unique. Uh, Brooklyn has a unique dialect, and you have to be from those neighborhoods kind of to really understand. Those are like, those are a lot bigger neighborhoods than uh, than Pittsburgh, but I feel it's, it's I feel it's time for the Pittsburghese to be on the map that's with right. those other dialects. That's you know, like, yeah. so, like, you know, Archie Bunker night- spoke in that, 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 that heavy New York accent. Yes. It's time, it was time to put that Pittsburghese on. Exactly. Back with well, when I was on radio, so Stanley, when I was, that's where Stanley came from, you know, I'm a proud to grow up in a city and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, I grew up in the strip. So I had friends from, it's a heart of city. So I was able to have friends from all different neighborhoods. And when you start, you know, when I was doing bits on Stanley with all the different neighborhoods, and that was the theme of him, basically, neighborhood mm-hmm. pride, you know. It just hits emotional buttons. It I mean, really does. You know, know what is it? it triggers something in their path. It makes them feel good and just connect to their city. And there's not one city in this country that people aren't more prideful than than, than Pittsburgh. It's it's yeah. true. It's true. Right? I mean, the, I lived, I just moved back and... from Los Angeles. I was living in Los Angeles for eight years. Oh yeah, so and... you're back here for for good. Yes. Welcome home, um, buddy. This I, is I, your I, first you know stop but... on your way home from the airport. <laughs> <I'm kidding>. Exactly. <laughs> but if it's I, I don't know about these winters, man. I, I really forgot how. Awful these winters are. You just gotta layer up. Oh, you know what? I'm t- <laughs> you gotta layer up. Oh, yeah, you could. Everyone would say, "Suck it up." You gotta suck you know it what? up. You gotta layer up. I'll go sit in the sun, okay? And I'll write and I'll write funny things. And you you sit and freeze and shovel snow. Oh, no, you're back here now. You're oh saying- <laughs> man, but it's getting nice out, so I'm like really pumped though. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, welcome, man. Welcome home again. Now, I, you know what? That's great though, man. We're gonna see better. We're gonna see better Pittsburgh dad stuff coming out of here. Yeah, summer last right? summer we really like started to hit our stride because we could go to different places. Yeah, um, more outside videos because I mean, right, you can't do anything You're in the limited winter. in a certain yeah. way. So yeah. like we're I mean winter. just being outside and doing a lot like different locations. We have so many different locations we want to shoot at. So uh, what's the dream? What give me one dream one. Like something crazy, we almost like ah. Well, oh, can I make a request? Sure, I'd like to see Pittsburgh Dad in the Warhol Museum. What is this like? A pyramid full of butt plugs? What is this? Guy? <laughs> I mean, I, that's my request. All right, I, John, I like it. There people you go. Like, people will call like request. This is one I get oh. um, a couple times. Uh, yeah. Why don't you make a video of uh, 
Pittsburgh dad beating his kid's ass in Giant Eagle. We're not making that video, okay? Stop. Really? Well, that's, that's, that's Pittsburgh. I'm like, no. Okay, oh well, I'm God. not going to promote child abuse if that's what you're looking for. But no, I want to do, we're going to do, Um, we're definitely going to do uh, an episode of Neaton Park. That's, you know, just you ever go to like just go into to the restaurant with your parents? Yes. And I can't imagine the nightmare that my dad had to put up with with me and my sisters. <laughs> but uh, I, I, we've written an episode, and uh, I think hopefully that'll Gonna come out the, soon. Yeah. Oh, Please have him be complaining about the salad bar. Please. <laughs> it's never right. It's never right. No, like I wasn't allowed to attend the salad bar by myself because I just come back with like a big plate of crackers and pudding. Like no, 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 no. Go get something good out of here. Go get something. Just get some tomatoes on that at least. <laughs> I'm paying five dollars for some crackers. <laughs> <laughs> have you had? Have you had the uh, the like uh, uh, the beefed up the super burgers? The greatest. I don't know. The what, super I go back is to the one of the burger. best foods Thank you can you. get in Pittsburgh. Thank you for backing me and, on this. And um, honestly, don't go, don't don't be fooled into it. the bigger one. You got to get the smaller one because the, the, the taste is just. Oh, I, I know. I like. I love. I, mean, I could eat four of those things, no problem. It predates the Big Mac. The Big Mac took it. It, it does. Did it, did it, 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 yeah. it, it uh, now hating on the Big Mac. Uh-huh. There is a controversy. <laughs> it's incredible. It's one the of the. It's, it's, oh, I can just on I, my I, birthday. I can, that's what I get. My, my wife says anywhere I want to go. It's I choose Eaton Park for the Super Burger. You take which Eaton Park? I do. I love Eaton Park. We're not going to one where all kids are out here smoking. No, no, no. We dress. It's my birthday. We dress up. We go to Banksville Road. Yeah, we go to the high class. Put on your nice Steelers shirt. Yeah, it's a high class. You get the booth right in the front there. Make sure that equal packages are stocked full. That's oh man, those are the more expensive ones. Use them up. Isn't the best strawberry pie in the world? My girlfriend is in love with I strawberry pie. I've never had the strawberry pie. <laughs> you know, the oh, strawberry pie. Really you know the second person who just is said that, that in the last couple of weeks. My girlfriend like loves it. I'm addicted jam, to stickies, huh? yo. Oh, yeah, I know about all the stickies. stickies. Oh, I'm addicted yeah. to it. Oh, I just love pie. stickies. I don't know about the strawberry pie. I want to know about it. That's a Pittsburgh. Does it have to be in season to get like a good strawberry? Yeah, pie? you do. I think it is. It like, I've like, gotten it in the winter. Here. I don't know where they get. I don't know where they get that strawberry. Strawberries come from in the winter. They're as big as my fist. <laughs> oh, they're gonna jack up the price. You're getting them down in warm countries. They no, they, no. they drip. That's where they get you. Though, they the grow, hidden costs. They grow them down south. They grow them down Weirton. They bring them in from south. It's warmer there. <laughs> you know, since we're on a Pittsburgh thing, we have to talk about the guy from Pittsburgh who's made the headlines the last week or so, Mike Rice. Mike Rice, the he's coach. From, of I didn't Rutgers. know he was from Pittsburgh. I didn't know that either. Pitts- Get out! Guys, he, he's he a used Pittsburgh to coach uh, Robert Morris. Coach Pitt with Jamie Dixon. Yeah. And I did with, not know that. Yes, and he's, he uh, grew up in Pittsburgh. He's a Pittsburgh guy. Uh, in, in case you, anyone listening doesn't know about this, I'm sure you do. <laughs> You've heard of it, at least. <laughs> the video that's going around of him harassing players it was on espn's outside the lines and about a week or so ago and that's how this thing blew up everywhere when they showed the videotape of coach mike rice at Rutgers throwing the ball and yelling saying really horrible derogatory you know racist or whatever he was saying awful things okay the weirdest the weird thing was he's actually throw every i don't know what it, what it is with him but he kept throwing the ball to one kid's nuts like every time that's every time that's, that's, wins. Yeah. that's what your you and your buddies do all the time come on now that's funny. when your coach does occurred it's scary and he's he going you're going to make the shot he wasn't looking though. the kid he hit him twice he's, okay, got, hit, he's got good aim too let me, me just tell once you once in the nuts shame on you hit me twice shame on me wait did i is that right no i'm kidding <laughs> how many college and high school basketball coaches do you think were Rifling through their desks, looking for uh, practice tape, burning film of <laughs> yes. them, them doing the exact oh, same yeah. thing. I, you know what? Probably people, that's that's going to come to the surface here soon. A lot more colleges. Well, we all play. We all play sports. Coaches, yeah, it's different levels here. Yeah. In, in a room, and you know, I Terry played uh, a major. Yeah, I played. Of, I played ball, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Right, <laughs> played right. Yeah, Terry played the USFL. For... The US... <laughs> no, no, he played I, bigger. Well, Penn Hills. That, that was, yeah, like, that was one did. of the great high school, right? High school. Yeah, I did play programs, Hills. man. Yeah. And then our coach ended up getting fired for uh, for hiding uh, recruitment letters from students. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They ended up firing him after I left, though. But he was hiding recruitment letters, so. It doesn't, you know, the coaches are like there's that, pressure, man. though, I guess, the, the, the edge, and they, they well, break yeah, sometimes. Yeah, knows, man, they just, there's a lot of coaches that have that anger like Mike Rice. It's just Mike Rice got caught. Well, we've That's all been the on the field difference. where the coach yells at you, know, you yeah, yells at somebody I've been humiliated stuff. by oh, coach. Yeah. You block out, Everyone right? Yeah. He's called I, I just, you can call me anyone. I'm like, I'm just an idiot. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. So. It, it was just that it was on on video and the fact that he was. It was. Yeah. Kind I mean, of this is the world we live in. He should People have, have cameras. 
you yeah. can't mess. You can't do it that. It makes you a tougher thing. player, yeah, though, man. I mean, I'm not going to lie. From all the things that I had to deal with with my coach being like, are you an idiot? You're you're an idiot. Go bear call. And, you know, we're doing all these different things. That made me a tougher individual just in general in I life. I think what, what it's made like military. It, well, you know what, though? I think there what made go. it stand yeah. out was because it was basketball and not football. Because football, we just know a violent game. We know the hitting and stuff. Basketball, not quite as violent. So I think because it, you know, and plus he's this little white guy running around throwing a ball. <laughs> throwing <laughs> throwing basketball nuts, at, you know, at yeah. black nuts. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. And so <laughs> it stood out a bit. But that, yeah, it's I, not okay to do that, but I'm, I, I, I would speculate that, that it, it is funny. No, <laughs> yeah. But it's a hoot. No, no, it's I, I think his coach was that he looked up to Mike Rice is Patches a Hulahan from Dodgeball. That's the guy. Well, his record at Robert Morris was 73 and 31. I didn't memorize this written down nowhere. And, and uh, Rutgers 45 and 51. So maybe. 45 Yeah. That's not a very good record. No. So he's winning at Robert Morris. He brought them to the NCAAs, I think, like in 09 for the first time since whatever in modern day, modern history, anyway, for Robert Morris. And so he, he brought the program up. He gets the job in Rutgers. Probably makes a million a year, whatever the heck, right? Big paycheck. I would think. But maybe it was part of it was just that, that breakdown or something like that. You know, do you, do you think it was a regular? I don't know if it could have been his regular coaching style. He was under Coach Dixon's one of the best right in the it game. It was Coach style. Well, yeah, I, I know that his assistant that. resigned. Yeah. He, so under, that's under, the Rutgers I did assistant, and, which is an interesting thing, like, because you're kind of admitting, hey, I witnessed all this and didn't say anything. <laughs> right, right. I think yeah. I'll just slink I over. Just I'll just stage right here. I'll see you. It's you know? safe. To, yeah. I, hope it all, I hope it all turns out all right. It's yeah. safe yeah. to wash my hands. Yeah. That guy trying to get a job somewhere is interesting. You know? well, it's not like Coach Dixon at Pitt. You know, go, you know, one thing I want you to learn. Throw the ball at the nuts of a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it at the kid. <laughs> Gets their attention. And then when they look away, do it again. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. I mean, it, it, I, I, I never let it seems like coaching style to me. I mean, do you agree? Does anyone agree here that it's just like probably just regular coaching style? I mean, we've all – everyone here has played sports pretty much. So. Yeah, I think well, – you know, you're, I'm sure Bob Knight did stuff like that and other coaches. Oh, man, I can't – we need some video on Bob Knight. <laughs> right. That's oh, Bob need. Knight was crazy. Oh, God. The behind the scenes. I mean, it's just <laughs> – it's Sports is competitive. It's, it's fierce. Like it's, I don't know, it, it's true. I, well, you know what's funny? It's like in those old, those old NFL films and shit, man. I like to hear, like, you know, remember Art Donovan and his old guys? Oh, you know, yeah, and, yeah. You imagine, mm-hmm. well, coach would grab our nuts and play Yahtzee with us. And that's him just taking it to another extreme. Yeah, I heard uh, he used to go on Letterman and tell the funniest stories, but Art Donovan told this story about being in a hotel. They had a stand-up shower, and they yeah. shut the door and tried to fill the sh- get in the shower and f- hold the door shut and it was like him and Unitas and someone else like they had three guys in this shower and then you know eventually the door just busts open they got water everywhere they, you know that's what we used to do back then we didn't get paid a lot of money so we, yeah. uh, amazing I love that stuff he was such an entertaining you know. guest mm-hmm. if you look up Art Donovan Letterman there's uh, some good YouTube stuff out there I wonder what he would do like if a they were talking about, a, you know, a player could come out of the closet possibly in modern day in modern football. Well, there are know. four players supposedly coming out of the closet in NFL football. That's there's, right, Curtis. Yeah, you know, there's, uh, they're all Baltimore Ravens. Isn't I heard that, that they're all Ravens. <laughs> okay. Some, all two of them. But, uh, the, the reporter was from Baltimore that is like, is, I don't know. I don't, the Steelers fans don't need any more fuel. Nah. We have enough. Yeah, that really. geez, we're going to become this like really bigoted city now. And that was um, all Baltimore guys piling into the shower together. Yeah. <laughs> My boy told me today he was actually locked up and he he told me we were in the gym yeah. and he goes man you got to walk around like this this is what we had to do to keep people off you if you just look crazy like you just want to fuck weights up air, yeah you throw punches, punches into the air down. like like the hulk like you're Harry, just you're, he's gonna shank you you're gonna say yeah. we're at a fucking spa in north hills pal it's like, you know what i used to prison. in alabama i used to lift with a guy this is when i was uh going to walk on to play football i used to lift with this guy that was in prison at this gym uh me and this running back named bo and this guy would always want to spot us on the bench. So you could you tried not to let him spot you because you knew that like he would try and make sure that I'm, the weight got stuck on purpose. Oh so like all you had was nuts in your face, you know what I mean? He's and he's just you? like, Hey man, I got you, I got you. Don't don't worry, don't worry. I'm like, lift the weight. No, 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 I got you. I got you. Just stay there, man. You got this. It's all you, it's all you, it's all you. Keep lifting it. Come on, man. It's three fifty. No, man. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, man. Uh, is your nuts on my head? No. No, you no, no that's a headband. Yeah. I'm pretty keep sure lifting. I smell ball sack. <laughs> I'm pretty ball sure the nuts head? on the forehead is the prison look. Yeah, that that's the no, that's the 
bitch look. That's the prison bitch look right there. He's, he's like, I can teach you how to kill a man with a lunch tray. <laughs> if a guy's if a guy's tucking his junk between his like and not doing Buffalo Bill from the uh, from Sons <laughs> and Lambs, he's a he's a fucking amateur. Okay, because everyone knows that's what you do when you tuck your junk. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't really get mad at. I wouldn't be mad at uh, these athletes being gay. It wouldn't bother me at all, especially when you think of the fact that the Spartans were gay, like the toughest warriors right. of all they time. They were always involved in like group orgies and like, yeah. really <laughs> the, the samurai were gay and these are the toughest <laughs> fucking samurai. Like, you know what I mean? The toughest warriors of all time. Samurai are gay yeah. as hell, man. I, st- I studied. <laughs> Did you have to be gay? To you be get, well, no, you ain't got to be I mean, gay. Maybe like, I, study, I study samurais, but <laughs> Why it, do you think those swords reckless. are so long? Yeah. <laughs> hey, your sword is so pointy. <laughs> Let's go fight. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, they, they are because they didn't have Women on the battlefield, so they looked out for oh, each other. Like, but the thing is, you could have died at any moment during those times. So it's like, I, I got to get something before I die. I don't even... <laughs> yeah, man. Can we rename it's this? You, Bob. I, mean, I need something new. Get over here. Bring, can, we, bring can, we re, can we rename this podcast the gayest podcast <laughs> <laughs> ever recorded? Well, it was already going to be in like, Jim Cran a... Gay Talk. Hello. <laughs> it was already going to be Balls Deep. I yeah, wonder, we, I wonder... we did want to call this, this show Someone's... originally Balls that, Deep. That's what we could call this episode. <laughs> yeah, we should, because it, well... <laughs> I was making creme brulee. Where really smell it coming? Out. I wonder. I wonder if. Uh, I wonder if, like, in, in during those times, during Spartan times and everything, I wonder if they would like sat around going, "Hey, there's a guy who's going to come out and say he's straight." <laughs> You're going to ruin everything. We got. Oh no, he's saying he's straight. That's what they're saying. And you heard of something like this, right? Oh yes, I have actually. The the uh, the, the the famous athlete they, they are featuring on the next Real Sports with Brian Gumble. We're going to go to that right now. I'm Brian Gumbel. Tonight on Real Sports, we talk to a professional athlete that is going to a place few have gone. While still playing his respective sport, he's coming out. Professional figure skater Jerome Bartholomew coming out about his sexuality and sexual preference. You see, Jerome Bartholomew is heterosexual in the world of professional skating. He decided to stop living a lie in spite of the backlash he may receive. I caught up with Jerome Bartholomew at his training facility in Fire Island, New York. Jerome, why come out now? Why announce you're heterosexual at this time? Well, Bryant, it's time to stop hiding. I mean, it's time to let everyone know Jerome Bartholomew likes girls. I mean, you know, nice shoes, by the way. I think this Bruno Mogley. What was the first reaction from your parents when you told them you were heterosexual? Well, at first they cried. It was emotional, but they supported me. I mean, my father even proudly accompanied me to a truck pole and we went to a strip joint. He wore a t-shirt that said, my son is hetero and, hetero and proud. I'm sorry. I knew you'd get me to cry on this. I'll never forget. The other professional men figure skaters have a clue. I mean, that's a tough facade to keep up in front of teammates. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. If you were suspicious, I know one night uh, we were uh, okay. We were at a skater's house. You'd recognize the person. We were watching Project Runway, and Heidi Klum walks out, and I don't know what happened, Brian. I just yelled out, "Nice ass!" Heidi has a nice ass. And thank God, Brian Boy Tan, who was there to make a Pilates joke, BB safe. Is Jerry Bartholomew happy? Oh my yes. I'm free to be me. Just because I like girls doesn't mean I'm going to be a bad figure skater. Do you understand? Thank you for your courage, and thank you for your time. My pleasure, Brian. My pleasure. We should go out and slug a few back, chase some tail together sometime. Thank you. Coming up on Real Sports, we talked to Lance Armstrong on the allegation that Oprah Winfrey allegedly ripped his lone nut out of its sack immediately after their sit-down interview six weeks ago. When asked why, Oprah responded, quote, because I can, I'm Oprah. I'm Brian Gubble, and this is Real Sports. Jim Crane, no restrictions on the Sideshow Network, brought to you by Star Chevrolet and Star Nissan in Greensburg. We have Kurt Wooten. He's our special guest, Pittsburgh dad. Kurt, we appreciate you hanging out, man. We're having fun. Chatting, talking about being gay. It's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, what, what else could you ask for in Pittsburgh? Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki, and myself. Uh, Jim Crenn, no restrictions. And uh, we appreciate you downloading it. Uh, yeah, all right, here's a, here's a story. 
there was is a a flight. Uh, this is uh, was reported. This is, it actually happened a little while ago and just came out into the news today. A flight was diverted after a passenger complained in about an in-flight movie. There was an in-flight movie from Denver. The guy was, and his family were going from Denver to Baltimore. The the movie was playing. He complained about the movie, and he, I guess he caused such a disturbance. They're saying allegedly that the plane had to land in Chicago. They had to divert, and it was all over the movie. Where the well, police were waiting for them to take them off the plane because they thought the movie was too violent for their kids to see, and they said, "There's no way we can put these screens up." Yes. So that they they complained to the point where the the staff felt it was a problem for the rest of the plane. Yeah, so, and I guess wow. there's a discrepancy drawn because the letter. You know, the guy is saying, uh, he used the words like, we're having, we were having a collegiate discussion. But, I mean, maybe, right? Do you think they may have been yelling a bit? Tell you your kids not to look at the screen and, was and the shut movie? up. It was, Al- and, it was, and, but it was, I saw the movie. It was Alex Cross. It was yeah, just that's what the, it was. The, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, oh, with Tyler Anderson. Perry? Oh, that's Tyler Perry. Yeah. Really? You going to stop the movie because Medea <laughs> is shooting people? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, damn. I mean, we've all been on long flights with, with shitty movies, right? We've gone through. I, I, mean, almost, I, I almost parachuted. I, I, I told them to land because they were playing Geely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. True. So I, I, I swear to you, I was. I remember oh, telling Eddie, "Going, Eddie, I'm gonna ask for a parachute and jump out of the airplane at Biodome." This was years ago. And I just, oh, but still, any Paulie Shore movie should not. Well, if they can't. If even if they can't put it up, tell your kids, don't look at uh, that. Give them a book to follow. Right. Your or kids are good. Those whatever. kids are gonna be messed up. I mean, oh, you're just, yeah, you're, yeah. they're coddling yeah. way too much already. Yeah. They're not gonna be functioning members of society. Yeah. If you don't think they've seen violence on CSI yeah. oh, or man. any other cable net, like. Give me a break. Dude, the That's cartoons just, are worse. Like well, the hidden subliminal stuff to, in cartoons are right, terrible. They're all Daffy, Daffy Duck Thomas had hit people. You know what? I didn't grow up. I didn't <laughs> have a Disney movie until everything happened when I got older. They yeah. they fucked up in my life. Well, you man. did baby like, food till twelve. I got baby food till I was twelve, <laughs> and then I didn't get a Disney movie till I was thirteen. I'm like, what the hell is going on? But I grew up watching like Predator and Terminator. Like that was the shit that I grew up watching. So the fact that these parents are making them stop. That's a fucking Alex Cross. Yeah, this it blows is true. my mind. Imagine like, that movie being too violent. It, it, that movie was violent. They said in not... the first in the first couple minutes, a couple people got killed, and they decided it was a violent movie. And then they said, they said the woman sounded she yeah. sounded litigious, like she was. Uh, well, a couple of the other passengers agreed that it was too violent. Like, what are you we're getting a lobby on the plane? <laughs> <You're> getting, <laughs> who else is with me? Who else is on my side? <laughs> you know, who knows how how she was and. Uh, to me, you know, you're on an airplane, and to to have every other passenger have to miss their flight or yeah, you really change your, people it, it, over it, that day. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sucks. Don't worry, Tyler Perry is crying. You were such a. You were such most upset. It's Tyler Perry. You were such a pain in the ass. It was a serious role, and you know, <laughs> yeah, and it didn't do well. Yeah, it's like now, now they're landing planes because of it. Yeah, yeah. I'll never break through. He's holding himself as Medea. Give me the Medea wig. I'm going back out and doing more Medea. Look, I've gotten on many an airplane in various states of intoxication and (laughs) never once said anything remotely that would get me. That's saying something. That really is saying (laughs) something. You travel a lot, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Never uh, ever thrown out the plane. I've got man. wing sauce on my shirt. <laughs> I smell like you know Jägermeister. You're not know, one of those people that bring in like the outside food of the plane and make me want to throw up. No, no, no. Like you bring in like four <laughs> egg McMuffins. Yeah. And, like, oh, you guys like it. I'm like, I'm like, I, and I'm hungover. I'm like, I'm gonna throw up. Please don't eat egg McMuffins right now. Please don't. All oh, you're putting hot sauce on them. Give me a break. You want some of my egg salad sandwich? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want egg salad. Are you sitting there eating Doritos on your peanut butter sandwich or some shit? How you doing? You know, I have to. I have to admit, since this is kind of an this is an honest show, we're kind of you know peeling back the onions of our lives on this through this thing. I got to tell you, don't tell anybody. I kind of laugh at Medea's movie sometimes. I kind of. Oh, yeah, bro. we I talked know, about I'm this. sorry about it. I do. <laughs> Hetty, my wife. Medea. Yeah. He, he called it Medea. It's my own little special bond. Medea. And I watched, Is it, it's, I, it's Medea, but I, Medea. Medea? I think Medea was a, in Greek mythology. Oh, Medea. Medea. You yeah. like those movies? I do, well, I just kind of laugh, I'll admit. I mean, if it's on Guilty cable, pleasure. let's just say I haven't gotten to the point where I've jumped to the on-demand thing where I've actually said I'm going to pay the box. Got the box but, set. Quit but lying. I do have Showtime and HBO. Yeah. I do have the HBO. Criterion collection you walk in my like... house, there's posters of Medea. <laughs> the box set, like it's Star Wars, <laughs> episode one through but six, but it's all Medea's movie. But it's been on Showtime or HBO. Jimmy and... Crane, Jimmy Crane. Um, how you doing? I'll, I'll watch it. And, yeah. and, and, it's, and it made me laugh a little bit. 
When Jim is at home. Are, how many are there? There's, there's, like, there's like 12. No, there's a 12. Yeah. There, were, there were a bunch mm-hmm. of plays. I mean, I'm probably over exaggerating. There was a bunch of plays first. It started off as plays, and then mm-hmm. Tyler Perry decided that he was going to make those plays, those same plays that, that you bought and watched into movies and make you pay again and watch them. <laughs> and then he was going to release it. I think it's his backstory. Maybe, maybe that's what makes me like it so much because his life story, I saw a thing on it, and, and, and I like the fact that he helps people. He's a good guy. You know, he and, and he help, yeah, he helps other performers and, you know what I mean? Things like that. He's not a selfish, you know, asshole. Yeah, like, he doesn't seem like a showbiz prick and started his own uh, started his own production company and got that going, which he was on the outside in Hollywood when he made himself. To do that in, in Hollywood, to make your own mark without the major uh, backers is you know, something. something, yeah. So when you when you're at home and you bump your toe, are you like, oh, nerd? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just do it for the dogs. But, you know, it's just... <laughs> Alex, oh, my dogs love my Medea. Yes. <laughs> they love it. No, I got to perform for him. Gizmo kills. He loves it. He loves it, Kurt. Alex cry. Hey, well, Pittsburgh, Dad, uh, we wish you all the success in the world. You got to come back on the show again. Absolutely. Uh, anytime. Okay. Love, to, love to come back. Welcome back home to the Berg, buddy. Oh, absolutely. Jeez. Uh, snow finally melting. Yes, yeah, now, now we're, we're in construction. You're... When the hell is that Route 28 going to get done? Just blow that road up. <laughs> Close it down the tunnels. Blow that whole hillside up. <laughs> expressway through that. Yes. Uh, you got I want you to bring your dad next time. I want to meet him. him. <laughs> He'd love to come on the show. All right. That would be he'll, fascinating. He'll, t- he'll right? talk about the old old times and Bloomfield. And That's what I. All right. He'll be, he, he, Bloomfield Rams games. Don Dean Field. Oh, he knows all that kind of stuff. <laughs> all right, you got to bring he's him. A, he's a big yinzer. Thanks, Kurt. Big all right, brother. Kurt Wooten. <laughs> Thank you. Pittsburgh Dad. Thanks, buddy. And Terry Jones and you know, John Evans, Mike Weissock. Where's off? That was a fun show. Thank fun you. Thank show. you. All right, guys. Yeah. John, it's good to have you back thank on you. Jim Crimball's Deep. It is, man. It's just not balls the same without you, buddy. <laughs> thank you. Jim Crimball's Deep, right, guys? it has. It was like balls yeah. deep. Gallo <laughs> balls without you. Yeah, what? So I'm like, uh, yeah, we, we were sad. Josh Foley, our producer, hell of a job, Josh. And Corey Gale, our sound engineer, producer. Lamar Appreciate Frank. it. we got Mike over there videotaping this thing, our ugly mugs. I, that's why I have, a, I have a face for radio, as you will see soon. Uh, and also, thank you very much to our, our sponsor, Star Chevrolet and Star Nissan in Greensburg. You know, spring is here. The weather's getting better. It's time to get that new car. You will get a better deal in town. All the, the selections tremendous in 2013 Silverado. It's off the charts. That's Star Chevrolet and Star Nissan in Greensburg. We are from the... Talent Network Studios, Dave Settlemar, executive producer, and Frank Merge, also one of our producers, and just had a great time. Appreciate you downloading us, and we'll catch you next time. 